You're listening to our uh, coverage as we bring you through the Nachum Siegel Network what's happening now on Israeli television as they are preparing for what's going to happen within the next, it looks like, five to ten minutes when the Prime Minister from a military base in Tel Aviv, military command center, is going to be uh, addressing uh, the Israeli people, the Jewish people, and the world, uh, likely on the issue of the Iran deal and likely on the issue of on the issue of uh, the attacks in Syria, if in fact the Prime Minister is going to address that at all. Uh, we are watching them set up the podium. It looks like the Prime Minister's remarks have just been placed on the podium. So now we'll see what happens over the next couple of minutes. This is Israeli television you're listening to right now. And here is the Prime Minister. They are literally, as you hear the announcer describe in Hebrew, they are literally, because of a feedback problem, changing the microphone. Where's ZK to be there for the Prime Minister? They are changing the microphone uh, so that the Prime Minister can speak with a good microphone. Here we go. Well, maybe not. He tried to speak, but uh, th that new microphone didn't work. Oh. You have a feeling heads might roll for this one? They're literally trying to take care of a microphone problem. Here we go. Maybe now it'll work. No. Good evening. Tonight we're going to show you something that the world has never seen before. Tonight we are going to reveal new and conclusive proof of the secret nuclear weapons program that Iran has been hiding for years from the international community in its secret atomic archive. We're going to show you Iran's secret nuclear files. You may well know that Iran's leaders repeatedly deny ever pursuing nuclear weapons. You can listen to uh, Iran's Supreme Leader, Ali Khamenei. I stress that the Islamic Republic has never been after nuclear weapons. You can listen to uh, Iran's President, Hassan Rouhani. Nuclear weapons and other weapons of mass destruction have no place in Iran's security and defense doctrine and contradict our fundamental religious and ethical convictions. This is repeated by Iran's foreign minister, Javad Zarif. 
we didn't have any program to develop nuclear weapons. Anyway, we consider nuclear weapons both irrational as well as immoral. Well, tonight I'm here to tell you one thing. Iran lied. Big time. After signing the nuclear deal in uh, 2015, Iran intensified its efforts to hide its secret nuclear files. In 2017, Iran moved its nuclear weapons files to a highly secret location in Tehran. This is the Shorabad district in southern Tehran. This is where they kept the atomic archives, right here. Few Iranians knew where it was, very few, and also a few Israelis. Now, from the outside, this was an innocent-looking compound. It looks like a dilapidated warehouse. But from the inside, it contained Iran's secret atomic archives locked in massive files. Actually, they're a little bigger than this, okay? A few weeks ago, in a great intelligence achievement, Israel obtained half a ton of the material inside these vaults. And here's what we got. 55,000 pages. Another 55,000 files on 183 CDs. Everything you're about to see is an exact copy of the original Iranian material. You may want to know where are the originals. Well, I can say they're now in a very safe place. Here's what the files included. Incriminating documents, incriminating charts, incriminating presentations, incriminating blueprints, incriminating photos, incriminating videos, and more. We've shared this material with the United States, and the United States can vouch for its authenticity. We will also share it with other countries, and we'll share it with the International Atomic Energy Agency. So let me tell you the history of this material. We've known for years that Iran had a secret nuclear weapons program called Project Ahmad. We can now prove that Project Ahmad was a comprehensive program to design, build, and test nuclear weapons. We can also prove that Iran is secretly storing Project Ahmad material to use at a time of its choice to develop nuclear weapons. Here's what Project Ahmad's explicit goal was, creating nuclear weapons. This is an original Iranian presentation from these files. And here's the mission statement. Design, produce, and test five warheads, each with 10 kiloton TNT yield, for integration on a missile. You don't have to read Farsi to see 10 kilotons here, TNT. This is the specific goal of Project Ahmad. That's like five Hiroshima bombs to be put on ballistic missiles.
Uh, we are in the middle of uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu's presentation about this uh, incredible development that he's... Test. Uh, here we go. And indeed, when we analyze... We keep getting a lot of stops. I assume a lot of people are, are logging on in order to uh, see this presentation. He's discussing the um, quote-unquote secret projects. Designing nuclear here weapons. Here we go, about nuclear weapons. This is an Iran. original Iranian illustration. And it seems that every single time he gets started, we uh, end up. <laughs> we, we end up. Yoni's going to send us a better link. Oh, a better link? Thank you. But so. And here's an Iranian simulation, or original Iranian simulation, putting all these components together. That's the first component. Second component developing nuclear cores. Here's a photo showing the casting process and a cast metal core. From the archives. We're in the middle of Prime Minister Netanyahu's presentation. And here's a secret underground facility the Iranians were building to produce nuclear cores. We have hundreds of documents for each of these components. We keep interrupting. We don't interrupt. Every time the, the presentation buffers, that's when we keep a breaking in. A map of in. five potential locations for a nuclear test in eastern Iran. One, two, three, four, five. We have many, many more such documents. And fifth, integrating nuclear weapons on missiles. Here's a design for a nuclear payload on a Shahab 3 missile from the archive. Here's the warhead. All right, we're going to try to get a better connection to uh, what's happening in Israel right now. Well, our sus uh, our suspicion that a smoking gun would be <laughs> revealed is perhaps the understatement of the century. <laughs> you could say that again. You and I actually gasped <laughs> when that black sheet came down, revealing something. all of those files. On far, far greater ranges. They're planning much longer range missiles to carry nuclear weapons. So these files conclusively prove that Iran is brazenly lying when it says it never had a nuclear weapons program. The files prove that. But here's what happened next. Iran was faced with mounting pressure in 2003. You remember that. That was following the Gulf War. So it was forced to shell Project Ahmad. But it didn't shelve its nuclear ambitions. So Iran devised a plan to do two things. First, to preserve the nuclear know-how from Project Ahmad. And second, to further develop its nuclear weapons-related capabilities. That plan came directly from Iran's top leadership. Here's another document from the archive. This is following the new directive of Iran's Minister of Defense, Mr. Shamkhani. Today is uh, the director of the National Security Council. Following the new directive of Iran's Minister of Defense, the work would be split into two parts, covert and overt. A key part of the plan was to form new organizations to continue the work. This is how Dr. Mohsen Fakhizadeh, head of Project Ahmad, put it. Remember that name, Fakhizadeh. So here's his directive. It's right here. And he says... The general aim is to announce the closure of Project Ahmad, but then he adds special activities, you know what that is, 
special activities will be carried out under the title of scientific know-how development. And in fact, this is exactly what Iran proceeded to do. It continued this work in a series of organizations over the years. And today, in 2010, or 2018, this work is carried out by Sapand. That's an organization inside Iran's defense ministry. And you will not be surprised to hear that Sapand is led by the same person who led Project Ahmad, Dr. Fahri Zadeh, and also, not coincidentally, many of Sapan's key personnel worked under Fahri Sadeh on Project Ahmad. So this atomic archive clearly shows that Iran planned at the highest levels to continue work related to nuclear weapons under different guises and using the same personnel. I want to give you uh, another example of Iran's nuclear weapons-related activities that continued after Project Ahmad. You all remember the uh, Fordow facility? Can you show that? Fordow Uranium Enrichment Facility. This was a secret underground enrichment facility that the Iranians built under a mountain. You don't put thousands of centrifuges under a mountain to produce medical isotopes. You put them there for one reason nuclear weapons, enrichment for nuclear weapons. But the files show that Fordow was designed from the get-go for nuclear weapons as part of Project Ahmad. Here's an original Iranian blueprint of Fordow. And what happened was that Iran continued to build Fordow years, secretly build it, years after Project Ahmad ended. Here's what it looks like. That's the entrance. It goes under a mountain. You also will not be surprised that Iran insisted on keeping Fordow. And amazingly, the nuclear deal enabled it to do it. It enabled it to do it, but this came with a hitch. Iran was required by the IAA to come clean by the nuclear deal, to come clean to the International Atomic Energy Agency about its nuclear program. This was an explicit condition for implementing the nuclear deal. Iran has to come clean. So in December 2015, the IAEA published its final assessment of what it called the military aspects of Iran's nuclear program. This is the report. This was Iran's chance to fully come clean to the IAEA. They could tell the truth. They could say, we had this program, the secret program. It's over. We shelved it. It doesn't exist. We destroyed the material. Here's what Iran actually told the IAEA. It said, Iran denied the existence of a coordinated program aimed at the development of a nuclear explosive device and specifically denied, get this, specifically denied the existence of the Ahmad plan. The material proves otherwise, that Iran authorized, initiated, and funded Project Ahmad, a coordinated program aimed at the development of a nuclear explosive device. Here's another document from the archive. This is a master plan of Project Ahmad. Iran said to the IAEA, 
No work has been conducted with multi-point initiation. This is multi-point initiation. You've got to forgive me. This jargon, this scientific terminology is something that is necessary to understand the production of nuclear weapons. But here's what they say. No work has been conducted with MPI technology in hemispherical geometry. But again, the archives shows that this is a complete fabrication. Iran conducted extensive work with MPI technology in hemispherical geometry. Here's an example. Hundreds of more documents prove it. Iran said to the agency that it had not conducted metallurgical work specifically designed for a nuclear device. But the files again show that this is a lie. Iran conducted extensive metallurgical work specifically designed for a nuclear device. Here's an original Iranian photo, plenty more in the, in the archive. So what I've shown you tonight is just a fraction of the total material that we have. But even from this sample, you can draw four main conclusions. First, Iran lied about never having a nuclear weapons program. 100,000 secret files prove that they lied. Second, even after the deal, Iran continued to preserve and expand its nuclear weapons know-how for future use. Why would a terrorist regime hide and meticulously catalog its secret nuclear files if not to use them at a later date? Third, Iran lied again in 2015 when it didn't come clean to the IAEA as required by the nuclear deal. And finally, the Iran deal, the nuclear deal, is based on lies. It's based on Iranian lies and Iranian deception. 100,000 files right here prove that they lied. So here's the bottom line. Iran continues to lie. Just last week, Zarif said this. We never wanted to produce a bomb. Again? We never wanted to produce a bomb. Yes, you did. Yes, you do. And the Atomic Archive proves it. The nuclear deal gives Iran a clear path to an atomic arsenal. It does so because it gives them the three components that are necessary to produce this arsenal. First, unlimited enrichment in a few years. And they plan to do that. They plan to have several hundred thousand advanced centrifuges with which they can enrich mountains of uranium for that core that I showed you before, for many, many such cores. Second, it completely fails to address Iran's development of, continuing development of ballistic missiles. And third, and this is new, it completely fails to address Iran's secret nuclear bomb program and its advanced work on weaponization. We just did. So this is a terrible deal. It should never have been concluded. And in a few days' time, President Trump will decide, will make his decision on what to do with the nuclear deal. I'm sure he'll do the right thing. The right thing for the United States, the right thing for Israel, and the right thing for the peace of the world. I have a 
הישג מודיעיני מהחשובים שידעה מדינת ישראל. Well, the Prime Minister continues to speak. He purposely uh, <laughs> did the first part of his speech in English, no surprise, as he wanted to make sure that the entire world would hear exactly what he had to say and understand what he had to say. Unfortunately, the Hebrew version now is not going to have that great reveal with the black sheet. <laughs> For that, you're going to have to go back to the English version. That is accurate. In fact, what's interesting is that on the English version, he did the entire thing without notes. The Hebrew, he's using his uh, prepared text. Well, I think some of the language is probably easier spoken in English. These crazy terms that are all regar you know, regarding um, nuclear capability is probably just you know, a, a Hebraicized version of the English anyway may as well just you know, read it from the prepared speech. I am fervently checking Twitter as I do even when BB is not revealing <laughs> 50,000 tons of, of uh, material against Iran. And of course, the deniers, the haters are out there in full effect talking well, about... Well, what is there to deny? Like, they deny that these... I mean, do you want me to read some of the stupidity on social media? Well, not yet. Let's, okay. let, let's review first that he, he, in fact, did go ahead and show us uh, uh, the, uh, the books that hold 55,000 pages of evidence, the uh, CD library that hosts, or I should say that holds 183 CDs of, um, uh, of evidence uh, of this nuclear weapons uh, program. And right. he, he did emphasize nuclear weapons program, not just the uh, nuclear capability. He made a point of that. And that was a, I'm trying to see who's walking out with him, but I don't, yeah, it went too fast. Um, so that is his entire presentation. The Hebrew part took quite quite a shorter period of time than the English did. Um, Iran's secret nuclear files, that's the topic. Iran's secret nuclear files, which until this point have not been uh, seen by the world, uh, are now, I guess, in the hands of, uh, of those who are willing to uh, let uh, whichever party um, wants to see them, certainly uh, United States government, etc., uh, to go ahead and see them. Our very own Mayor Weingarten uh, tweeted... <laughs> He tweeted, somebody in the Mossad is having a party, oh. and somebody in Iran is being fed to the lions. Yeah, well, meanwhile, of course, one of my favorite Twitter handles is Mossad IL, yeah. which is a parody account for the Mossad, and they're, of course, taking credit. Way to go, agents. Um, and yes, on Twitter, somebody wants to know, hey, boys, how'd you get all that stuff out in the first place? Yeah, that's what I'd love to know. Yes, of course. Um, but uh, as you know, some of that stuff is just not going to be shared uh yeah there are the there are the deniers who of course are questioning um a the validity of a prime minister who's who himself is under investigation um whether or not we can take him at his word um but nevertheless obviously this is not something that you and i are going to debate yeah, no debate, and um, and frankly, what is the deadline? Is it June twelfth? What what's the date on the on the um, is it June twelfth or May twelfth? Now I'm totally confused. What's the date for the re-upping of the Iran deal? I, that I couldn't tell you, but I'm sure you can you can find that. That's probably what's, what's the word? Not re-upping. What's it called? Uh, to um, <sighs> nah, what's the word? <laughs> the, the date the date to re to re issue to re-sign to re maybe reconfirm. I don't remember. I don't remember, but right now, uh, trending on Twitter is, thank you, Obama. 
Yeah, by the way, that's Thanks, Obama. I, I was I was glad yeah. I was glad in a way he didn't mention him by name. But but, but he really mentioned him by name. Right. He basically <laughs> he's basically pointing to the guy in the corner without pointing to the guy in the yeah, corner. Boy, that was really something. Like rhymes with Shmomama. <laughs> right. It's um but yes. The 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 enormity of the information that was just shared um is quite I don't want to say unbelievable because well, the scope of the operation must have been unbelievable. I, that's what, that's what's so intriguing to me is you know you, very often you hear intelligence reports. Very often, even he, the prime minister, will give speeches and you know will draw cartoons or you know present other pieces of evidence, quote unquote. Here, I mean they 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 <laughs> they got a pallet of stuff out of the country. I, right. So you got to wonder how that actually did happen. Yeah. There is criticism of the actual presentation in its talk show host kind of manner. Oh, I liked it. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm happy you enjoyed it. Um, but it, you know, it was akin to the um, the the posters or the the physical demonstration. The, the 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 I guess the word is posters. Or graphs, charts that he had brought to the UN. All right. Um, all right, whatever. But I will tell you that right now, I'm sure everyone's eyes are on the Twitter account of the 45th president of the United States of America, wondering what President oh, yeah. Trump is going to tweet out next. Let us know what he says. Um, yeah. Well, our attention is clearly diverted now from the correspondence dinner <laughs> yeah. to actually talk about something that you know may be significantly important, which is the Iran deal. Yeah, it is, in fact, called reconfirmation. Reconfirmation. Um, you're listening to a special broadcast here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, Nahum Siegel, Miriam L. Wallach, bringing to you this unbelievable trove of information or 10,000 smoking guns um, presented by Prime Minister Netanyahu just moments ago from a military base in Tel Aviv. Do we know exactly where he was? No, that's what they called it. They called a. Uh, they called it a. Um, what was the word? Was it military base or military installation? Yeah, sometimes installation. Military, something like that. So, I, I, I don't know why I can't find this. I know that at some point we discussed it last week. I know at some point in the next couple of weeks, and I assume that that's why he timed it the way he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if I'm not mistaken, he's got to make a decision. He meaning the president of the United States has right? to make a decision on the Iran deal before the embassy move. If I'm not mistaken. Um, and I hope I'm right. I hope I'm right. JCPOA compliance. Let's see if that comes up with anything. Um, yeah, here is a, here is a criticism by somebody who, um, who the, who has the icon of yeah, May 12th. Okay. So I'm right. So it's May 12th, which is a couple of days before the embassy move. Uh, I'd love to analyze the timing of this. Tomorrow's May 1st couple of weeks you know i guess you know, i mean he did not choose today for uh, um you know haphazardly meeting prime minister Netanyahu. no clearly this was thought through yeah this you was were saying i'm sorry somebody was on twitter no i mean you know just reading some of the ridiculousness that you can find on social media frankly just because it's entertaining when you listen to the people um when you listen to people right now or read their their social media posts who are 
defining Netanyahu and his evidence as as filled with lies from the Israelis, not the Iranians. You have to wonder whether these people realize they're siding with Iran by condemning Israel. Just just whatever you want to say. Otherwise, you know, there's historical precedent for that. For siding with Iran? With the, with the bad guys, yeah, sure. Well, th- People th- love to hate Jews. Yes, that's true. It is a trend. People love to hate Israel. Um, so this person, whose Twitter handle is a partisan girl and has a Syrian flag Ooh. icon next to her name, so you know, you know. Reliable. She's a loving Jew. Um, she writes, it's hilarious. Oh, one second. This is a better one. Netanyahu shows us his postmodern abstract art made out of his old ABBA CD collection, as well as some empty files from Kmart. Just think how long an inter- t- intern took to glue them in place. You know, it's funny because the first thing I thought I mean, of, what did Kmart do to her? The first yeah. thing I thought of with the reveal was that those are empty binders. It's funny <laughs> that she says that. <laughs> Meaning that the real stuff is hidden and that these are, you know. But he well, did, he made he, it he, clear. He said these are copies of the originals. Right. Um, and yes, Netanyahu is trending on Twitter. Let's I, think what else has happened. French president visits the United States, very vocal about the Iran deal being uh, uh, insufficient, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it all points, and, and Donald Trump was giddy with his appearance in America, with Macron's visit in America. Right. Uh, it, it's all pointing already Toward treme- and plus, Prime Minister Netanyahu, even though it didn't have to even be said, made it clear that the United States is in on all of this in terms of all this information they have and intelligence that they have. I would say that the, it all points to the prime to the president not reconfirming the deal, and um, and um, you know who knows after that what's going to happen. He, it's it's so funny now. Do you think back? So he comes here. He's, for the first time, I mean, there's no world leader that I recall, anybody, even the president himself, that ever was so outspoken about the 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 um, insufficiency of the Iran deal till last week. If you look at it, till last week, nobody, even the president himself, never spoke like that about the Iran deal. He had spoken about it, he's going to eliminate this and that, but once he became president, never seemed to have a problem reconfirming it each time. Then he goes ahead and does this and invites the French president, plus... Uh, now this, and now we understand yesterday's call with BB, and now we understand why yesterday's call with BB, which is never publicized, whenever there's a call between the President of the United States and the Prime Minister of Israel, nobody ever knows. Now we know why it was leaked to the press that there was a call yesterday between Prime Minister uh, Netanyahu and President Trump. It's so funny how all this is coming. Look how entertained <laughs> you are. <laughs> we just coming. found out that there's fifty thousand tons of warheads, and you think this is a hoot? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Mary Cassell, who's the Wall Street Journal editorial board, it was a member of the Wall Street Journal editorial board and a foreign edition podcast host, uh, tweeted out, watching Netanyahu's press conference on Iran's secret nuke program, clear evidence of lying to the IAEA, cheating on Obama Pact. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So she By the way, is, uh, based on the evidence, I don't even know if we could blame President Obama at this point because this goes way back. I mean, this goes way, way back. Uh, but yeah, the truth is that he's the one who made the deal. But so of course, yeah. MSNBC refers to it as alleged evidence. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see what MSNBC says tonight about this, by the way. I'd very much like to see what the reaction is around, around the horn, as they say. Uh, so now it's beginning to look... More interesting. Outspoken colleague comes to the United States. The whole world knows about this conversation with Prime Minister Netanyahu. I'm, I'm also wondering now. I'm also wondering now. Elizabeth, oh, uh, yeah. If there's anything about um, 
about this uh, embassy visit that came out yesterday. Yesterday's news has anything to do with this, but I guess not. I I wouldn't say that yet. I think that we are going to see a lot more revealed over the next 48 hours, or certainly over the next week. Um, remember, nothing is happening happenstance. Everything is happening for a reason. These these uh, little crumbs are being dropped strategically. Um, I can't really refer to the trove of information and evidence today as a crumb. But nevertheless, this is all happening in a very strategically um, choreographed move. CNN, Israel's prime minister, uh, slammed the Iran nuclear deal saying it was based on lies. He said Iran lied about never having a nuclear weapons program. He added that Iran continued to expand this program. He said Iran lied again in 2015 when it didn't come clean to the IAEA. As required by the deal, and now said Israel has 100,000 secret files that prove that Iran lied. Wow. Um, yeah, Sky News. And of course... Iran's foreign yeah. minister criticized Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu with his tweet Monday saying, Breaking, the boy who can't stop crying wolf is at it again, undeterred by cartoon fiasco at UNGA. Interesting. Um, Netanyahu, I'm sure Trump will do the right thing. Former Canadian ambassador to Israel, Vivian Berkovici, writes, blistering expose on Israeli TV by Netanyahu detailing decades of Iranian lies. They have a nuke program, lied to the IAEO org, lied to world with impunity, and Barack Obama ate it up. Why, quote-unquote, honor an agreement that is a total lie and sham? Civilized world deserves better. So, Pompeo, and it's funny, I asked you if, uh, when we first heard that he's going to be speaking today, I said, will Pompeo be with him? U.S. Secretary of State Pompeo reaffirmed the close ties between the U.S. and Israel, saying the two countries have never been stronger, according to a statement made to reporters in Tel Aviv Sunday. Pompeo, oh, that was yesterday. I apologize. Okay. I was ready to say that this was really choreographed well, that right before he made this announcement, they made sure the Secretary of State would uh, make a public statement about U.S. relationship with Israel, but that was made yesterday. And, um, and... What else was I going to say about that? Haaretz is Anshel Pfeiffer. Yeah. Pfeffer, I should say. Sorry. Um, you know, an, a major critic of, uh, of Bibi writes, the major intelligence coup in obtaining Iran's nuclear archive has been eclipsed by the cynical way Netanyahu tried to manipulate it, to, it, manipulate it today to help Trump. Won't be surprised if we hear one day that the Mossad was against revealing their successful operation in such a manner. Yeah, here it is. Saturday's phone call. According to the White House readout of the call, the two leaders discussed the continuing threats and challenges facing the Middle East region, especially the problems posed by Iranian regimes destabilizing activities. Then they point out Netanyahu's speech comes after Macron spoke to him about enlarging the Iran deal, which of course means that the Iran deal is insufficient, according to Macron. And then Pompeo says the United States is with Israel in this fight, and that was the statement made yesterday in Tel Aviv. And then, of course, the prime minister goes... After all of this support from the president and from the secretary of state and from Macron goes out there and presents all this evidence. Coincidence? I think not. Okay, so there is a lot of, um, even for BB supporters, a lot of comments about the PowerPoint. (laughs) (laughs) I love doing that, Tim. I mean, okay, I I don't know that I can see President Trump or any other president of the United States revealing troves of information, taking a handheld mic... 
Yes, I understand that there were mic issues. It's amazing, by the way, that they can recover all of this (laughs) material. We can blow bombs out of the sky, but we can't get a working mic with a good battery. Be careful. ZK's going to ask for a raise. Forget (laughs) it. They they don't realize that they need 9 volts. That's for sure. Unfortunately, they don't realize they always need a 9-volt handy. But yes, um, there is, I mean, this is just what's going on right now. And social media, of course, is nuts. Um, But that's why we like it. That is what we like it. Netanyahu's presentation hurts Iran's credibility, European diplomat tells me, says Raphael Aaron, who um, is a correspondent for Haaretz. Uh, sorry, he's a correspondent for the Times of Israel and formerly at Haaretz. Um, but then he continues to say that the European diplomat added, we made the nuclear deal with Iran precisely because we don't trust the Id- Iranians, not because we trust them. Yeah. It's funny how we thought the speech was going to be about the attack. Well. And instead... Prime Minister Netanyahu addresses this dramatic news about Iran. There is a, there are a couple of tweets I cannot share, hmm. uh, but suffice it to say, they are supportive of Bibi and his um, stone cold, um, brazen. I don't a brazen in a good way. The way he handles himself, um, his seriousness. Yes. James Woods, you know, James Woods, the actor. actor? Yes, he clearly was watching the speech. Is he He an Israel supporter? He is an Israel supporter, and he's also a a major community activist, or I should say world activist. He writes, well, of course they do. The only real question is how long did Obama know it, and how long did he ignore it? Yeah, well. There's a lot going on. This isn't over yet. You know what's interesting? You have to ask yourself a question. And I know the left is not going to like this, but but you have to ask yourself a question. Forget about Israel. Did President Obama care about the citizens of the United States? Did he care about the nuclear arsenal being created and being expanded by an enemy that's ready to destroy and wipe out America? And I just, you know, it's just it, it's amazing to me that uh, that he would, with this type of information available, and with you know Israel's intelligence. Uh, providing info to the United States, and we've always been told that even during the Obama administration, there was tremendous cooperation between the two. It's um, it's amazing to me that uh, he would go ahead and make a deal like that. But Dave Brown from the DC Examiner writes: As presidential briefings go, this Netanyahu presentation is pretty dramatic. Yeah, I thought it was good. Uh, so did I. The Prime Minister of Israel has addressed the world. He has not only addressed the Israeli people, he has addressed the world. And now has put the world on notice. U.S. official confirms that what Netanyahu said, Israel shared the Iranian files with the U.S. and the U.S. verified the material as authentic. Yeah, boy. That's another thing. That's what Jennifer Jacobs, um, who's a White House reporter for Bloomberg, just tweeted out. He wouldn't go live with this until the U.S. had approved it. Like, that's a... I don't know. Wow. This is going to get interesting, folks, if it's not interesting already. Well, there it is. Coverage of uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu's speech to the world about the cheating Iranians, the lying Iranians. What's worse than being a liar and a cheat, I ask you? They lie, they cheat, and they put um, the world's innocent people in peril, (laughs) especially our brothers and sisters in Israel. Of course, there is... Um, an organization that's referred to as Code Pink, yeah. um, which for those of you who are familiar with it, 
I mean, whatever. You can just roll your eyes as such. But anyway, they're tweeting out hashtag peace with Iran. Yeah, of course. Peace at any cost, even if uh, it, it, it means your own destruction. That's what they're all about. All right. I guess we go back to the Monday music mix yeah, at this point. Yeah, these whatever. I thank all of you for listening in. Prime Minister Netanyahu has spoken to the world, and we, of course, were proud to present it here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Thank you, Miriam Alwalk. Thank you, Nahum. And we thank all of you for tuning in and being part of this special broadcast. Uh, our regular Monday at the Nahum Siegel Network <laughs> continues next. How do you go back to a regular Monday now? I have no idea. <laughs> continues next on NSN. <laughs>